Hello and happy Tuesday, my friends. This is Danielle Carter, and I'd like to welcome you back to another informative episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we provide insights and visibility into products and solutions across the Cisco portfolio and trending topics across our industry. If you like our podcast, please follow us and feel free to share your favorite episodes with your colleagues and friends. If you have thoughts or comments on what we should cover in a future episode, let us know. Talk with us on Twitter at Cisco Champion. Okay, today we are discussing Cisco Meraki VMX, and we have our champions and Cisco experts who will be leading the conversation. So let's get started with introductions. Alan, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about who you are. My name is Alan Gardner. I work for Current Technologies Computer Learning Center. I'm the CEO and we specialize in, in Cisco training. We're, we're a Cisco Platinum Learning Partner. And one of the things we specialize is in Meraki training. Okay, great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Dustin, you're up next. Right. Um, my name is Dustin Gabbett. I work for ScanSource, which is the largest US only Cisco distributor. Little play on words there. Um, <laughs> a little bit about ScanSource and the team that I work on. We help our partners navigate their own unique journey as a Cisco partner, and we help them achieve whatever their Cisco partner goals are. Um, I have the privilege of heading up our uh, Cisco CX practice here, and uh, I'm honored to be a part of this esteemed panel. Great. Well, we're honored to have you. All right, Lynn, how about you? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Lynn Ledford and I work for Sirium Networks and we are located in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State. I am a solutions architect where we where I design and deploy Cisco and Meraki enterprise networking and security products. So thank you for having me. Of course, we're so happy to have you. Okay, so on to our experts that will be joining us for this episode, Pratik and Simmer. I don't know who wants to go first, but tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you guys do at Cisco. Cool. Thank you, Danila. Uh, my name is Simmer Reed. Um, glad to be here, folks. I am part of the Miraki uh, MX product management team. I'm a TME on the team, and I look after our virtualization strategy and roadmap, specifically the VMX product. Thank you so much for joining us today. Pratik? Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Pratik Desai. I lead go-to-market for our cloud networking and cellular WAN solutions. Got over a decade of experience in the technology sector, and I'm specifically interested in the intersection of technology and society and how we can enable people and organizations to do more. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Pratik, can you give us a little bit of background on today's topic and what we'll kind of be discussing and diving into further? Absolutely. So the topic of today is cloud networking. And specifically, we're here to put the IT manager, IT director back in the driver's seat. Because uh, frankly, running and managing a distributed application infrastructure can be difficult. It's quite onerous. The modern business has resources deployed everywhere. And leaders in IT need a consistent way to deploy, manage, and scale these resources further growing business lines. With the Cisco Meraki VMX virtual security and SD-WAN appliance, businesses can seamlessly deploy and manage these technology services from anywhere, especially on any major cloud hyperscaler platform. Everything from security to access to configuration to even automated onboarding via quick starts. 
We're here today to discuss and learn more about how businesses can create a hybrid cloud to seamlessly manage and deploy services around the globe, both on-premises and in the cloud. Great, thank you so much for that. Let's kick it off to the champions. Sure, just a set of level set. Can you guys talk about what exactly cloud networking is and why are we doing it today? And what advantages do companies get out of it? Awesome, that's a, that's a great question, Alan. And before I kind of dive into what exactly is cloud networking, right? And who's doing it today? Let, let's go back and look at uh, the current trends in, in the market and how cloud technologies have grown, right? So as clouds uh, and the CSP providers grow uh, and they start and provide more and more new offers and services, you know, the benefits of cloud are increasing. And not only that, with the advent of hybrid work, um, more and more customers are not only moving their applications to the cloud, but also kind of growing their cloud presence. Actually, if you look at some stats, right, Gartner predicted that by 2026, 45% of the total IT spend for an enterprise or a customer would be focused on some sort of cloud services, right? Either moving to the cloud or leveraging different services that they offer. So, you know, cloud's not going anywhere, you know, it is it is here to stay and it is definitely going to be as important and critical to any enterprises uh, it infrastructure as you know routers and switches were now having said that though right there are certain applications and certain use cases that do require on-prem right there could be data compliance issues or there could be certain legacy apps that are just hard to move to the cloud so that leads to you know having this hybrid kind of environment where you have certain applications residing on the cloud, and then you also have like an on-prem or a physical uh, infrastructure or presence. Now, if you look at this kind of like hybrid environment here, your traditional and legacy networking structures, protocols, appliances don't really scale, right? We need a new way and a more agile and fast way to kind of meet this growing cloud demand, as well as like have a secure and optimized way to connect uh, your on-prem resources back to the cloud. So essentially, that's where like our VMX offering comes in, right? If you look today uh, as Miraki, we do have a strong presence in the security and SD-WAN market with our physical uh, MX appliances. But how do you connect back to the cloud? That's where the VMX comes in. A VMX essentially is a virtual form factor of our MX appliance that lets our users seamlessly extend their SD-WAN fabric back to the cloud. And that's kind of to sum it up would be, you know, a hybrid cloud or a hybrid uh, networking environment. But I, I kind of talked about the technical pieces, right? Um, Pratik, I know there are a lot of business benefits and outcomes that can be leveraged by doing this sort of like a hybrid cloud approach, right? Just wanted to get some thoughts on that. Absolutely. So Simravir hit the nail on the head, folks. To level set for our audience, a traditional branch or campus network establishes bi-directional data flows between users and locally hosted applications. That's a traditional network. We have seen it and we have studied it. We've used it for years. A cloud network is that same paradigm, but in the cloud. It is establishing bi-directional data flows between cloud-hosted applications and services and their users. 
So it's actually very analogous to the branch and campus world. So when we're educating our partners, our peers, and our customers, remember to tell them that the paradigm isn't new, just the location is. And this idea of a cloud, it really just refers to a cluster of compute and resources. You can actually have a virtual private cloud too. That's what you run in your own data center. And why is this germane to IT leaders and business leaders alike? Well, simply put, because this is the plumbing that businesses use to do more and achieve more. When I create a tightly connected network of all my resources, we're able to create synergies. You see this play out in organizations, both small and large. When I can facilitate greater connectivity and communication, data and information sharing, creating new platforms and new modalities to serve my end customers, we're ultimately creating new ways of doing businesses. We're creating new industries, new ways of serving customers. And that's why it's so germane to both of these alike, because we as folks working in the tech and IT space, we want to move away from rote activities and focus more on highly important strategic initiatives. And guess what? Business leaders want to do the same exact thing. Cloud is not coming. Cloud has been here. What's coming is the distribution of services and how we extend the cloud. Because once you establish connectivity, that was level one. Level two and three is how do I bring a security fabric to the cloud? How do I take advantage of software-defined networking and SD-WAN in the cloud? And that's really what the VMX does is it bridges all three of these modalities together. Great point, Pratik. So just to follow up there, right? You mentioned, you know, customers have already moved to the cloud or are in some shape or form in that cloud journey, right? So if you look at, you know, any traditional customer, what would you think or how much time do you think it would take them to actually migrate their cloud applications from on-prem to the cloud? And how does VMX simplify that? Do we have any advantages there? I know our, our friends are laughing here because they know what I'm about to say, which is that it will take anywhere from six to 18 months. It's, it's one of those things that's like, we know what it is, we know what's coming, but it's still, it takes too long. It takes way too long. And that's the reality of it. So I'm, I'm gonna say six to 18 months. See that, that that's, that's bang on, right? Like what we've heard from our customers as well, like it can take anywhere from a few months to even years, right? Sometimes because migrating to the cloud, people forget it's just not, you can't always do a lift and shift, right? Sometimes you do need to kind of, certain applications are not necessarily designed for the cloud. You might need to re-architect them. How do you do data migration, right? How do you actually migrate all of this data that's, you know, on-prem onto the cloud in a secure and safe manner? I think that's where the power of VMX and the Meraki dashboard comes in. Um, we've seen customers actually be able to connect to their cloud resources and start their migration in just a matter of minutes. Do a few clicks, set up your auto VPN or set up your VPN connectivity back to the cloud and you're done. So for the, for the newer to the cloud customers or users that are just kind of starting to dip their toes in, maybe a lot of their resources and workloads and such are on-premise or, or in data centers. Um, they, they might think, and if they don't have a, an excellent Cisco partner to give them guidance, uh, they might think that, Hey, if I put it up in the cloud, it doesn't, doesn't Microsoft and, and Amazon, don't they have good security on their stuff already? I don't, if I'm setting up VMs or containers or services, isn't security already taken care of on that? Um, and it, I think that can be a common misconception. Um, but I mean, you could spin up a VM on any of the cloud services and 
put no security on it um conceivably so so i think it's a good a good thing as people are in early phases of getting things into the into the cloud or doing cloud migrations or getting workload or data there that they start with this kind of secure and scalable approach that uh, that this could give them absolutely that's i think that that those are some really good valid points right because sure you can spin up a vm on the cloud but every cloud also comes with its own set of nuances and set of policies right so how do you actually verify that okay you know what like what i've configured on my on prem the security postures and measures and policies that i have on prem are actually matching to the ones uh, that i've configured on the cloud right so that those paradigm shifts i think uh, definitely need to be taken into account and we need a way to kind of simplify that as well so i'd like to follow up with what you just said so i have a meraki mx setting on prem mm -hmm. now i'm going to spool up a vmx in the cloud is it possible to use templates to push the same type of configuration back up to make yeah. my life a little easier to know that i'm keeping everything in sync absolutely and i think that's that's a really good point right and so just to kind of level set a little bit more, right? Under the hood, the VMX uses the same, you know, security and SD-WAN fabric and the policies and postures that the MX uses, right? So yes, truly, you can actually leverage our dashboard. You can leverage our APIs, templates to kind of have this unified security and SD-WAN policy across your fabric. Doesn't matter, be it physical, be it virtual. All you need to do is go to our dashboard, configure the same policies and that get pushed that gets pushed onto all the nodes across the fabric. So for me as a basic user, it's just another network. Just it just lives somewhere different than where I think today. Which means if I was using something like Cisco Secure Connect or Cisco Umbrella, I can then have the same policies move from on-prem to cloud and begin to give the same type of end user experience, I would assume. Is that fair? Absolutely then actually on that point, right? So we are also uh, building, and we actually do have today uh, an integration with Umbrella, right? Through our dashboard. So that's our cloud on ramps piece, where you can actually go again, go back to the Meraki dashboard, and then connect to different sites to Umbrella, configure all your policies from a single place. And not only that, we're also going to be extending that functionality to have, let's say, I want to deploy a VMX on. Uh, AWS or Azure. I don't need to actually do a chair swivel and kind of do some configuration on the Meraki dashboard and then go to the CSV portal and then actually deploy the instance and manage it from there. No, you can actually come to our dashboard, enter certain API keys, and we'll actually do the deployment and management of the uh, instance for you as well. So it gives that whole uniform platform approach where, you know, regardless of where you are, physical, virtual, it's just another appliance. So really quickly, or, could you guys just talk about the differences between the VMXs? So we got three different VMXs and then what platforms, right, we're gonna support on them, right? Specifically, uh, you know, where we come in with the, with ESXi. I can start off with that and uh, Simmerbeer, I'd love for you to weigh in as well. So the reason that we have three different models of VMX is because as Dustin was mentioning, although everyone is already at the cloud today, where they are in their adoption journey is actually quite different. And what we've done is we have designed different models of VMX to meet customers where they are. So if you're a customer that is deploying standard business applications and services, we have a model for that. 
for those that are a little bit more mature, they want to scale out and connect to more branches, we have another VMX model for them. And then for those that are pushing the envelope and they really have critical services or advanced critical services, there's a VMX model for them. So fundamentally, that's the difference. When we go down into the data sheet, like you'll see there are minute differences in terms of what each of them can do, but they fundamentally represent the same thing, which is it's helping you exactly as Len mentioned. A, the only difference between a cloud network and a branch or campus network is just the location. That's it. The paradigm is still doing the same thing, establishing bi-directional data flows between users and services. That's simply put, and that's what our users need to know. And the VMX is a security nest WAN appliance that resides in the cloud. I think I'm going to ask what everybody's thinking. Is there like an XXL version coming or is that? <laughs> what you're essentially asking, Dustin, is are we building a vision where we're going to enable our bleeding edge customers to do and achieve more? Yeah. To that, I will say we're always <laughs> looking to push the envelope. Supersize me. So there's a wonderful phrase running around called cloud on ramp. How does that play into this, right? I have a lot of customers that are just using software as a service, business applications, and they need that cloud on ramp. And we're seeing we need better connectivity to the cloud as we have more cloud delivered um, or internet delivered, you know, collab solutions, video solutions, video conferencing. What, what is this phrase and how does Meraki fit into this and how, how does that help us? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so, like you said, right, more and more customers are moving to the cloud. They're leveraging more and more SaaS applications, right? And cloud on ramps uh, essentially gives us this ability to kind of have a secure and optimized way to connect back to these uh, SaaS offerings, right? And the VMX and Meraki actually, you know, fits in really well because, you know, like we've been talking, we can actually just deploy and connect to your cloud. Uh, using just a matter of clicks, right? And not only that, we can actually define policies from your branch location to kind of pick and choose uh, the best path uh, to reach uh, a specific SaaS application, right? And not only that, right? You can have SaaS applications or you can, if you look at any web tier application, right? Uh, they're distributed, right? They're gonna be geographically distributed. We can actually pick and choose based on the location, what is the most optimal, uh, geographical or cloud region that you might want to hit and get the most benefit out of that, right? So we have all of those metrics and all of those uh, intelligence kind of built into the Meraki platform as well. And under the hood, if I kind of go into more details, we do have integrations with Thousand Eyes, right? So we have a, a deep integration with Thousand Eyes where we can actually use that agent to kind of monitor uh, your network health and kind of make decisions uh, based off that. Is that uh, agent, is that the same agent that lives in the appliance MXs? It, is it actually, it's in the code, so that's why it's in the VMX? Exactly. Oh, cool. To add to what Len's point is, like when you're talking to our peers across the tech sector and they're trying to learn more about on-ramps, I, I really would frame it to them as this is a handoff. So for those of you listening into the audience today, and this is a new term to you, Think about the time when you're buying a house. You have a realtor established, right? The next thing you do once you find a house is you need to borrow money. A cloud on-ramp is a handoff the same way your realtor hands you off to, hey, I know a broker that can help you get a loan. It's the same thing. When you're talking to Cisco Meraki, the VMX appliance, the next natural exchange is, can you help me onboard to a cloud 
hyperscaler. So that's what that is. The cloud on-ramp is a phrase that just means handoff. And we've identified that as actually a point of friction when a business is operating at scale. When you're, like Dustin said, in the midst of a major migration, that's the last thing you need to worry about is, okay, like if I'm located in the Southeast of the United States, which hyperscaler is most optimized to have public cloud regions for my area? Uh, how do I make that exchange happen seamlessly? And, and we've looked at that and we're paying very close attention to it. I can't say much more, but just know that we're very keenly interested in that area and you will see a lot of robust innovation in that. Because again, Meraki Simplicity is about making sure that we free up time for you, IT leaders, so you can focus on those high value strategic initiatives at the intersection of science and technology or society and technology, sorry. I think we're starting to see why, peel back the onion and see why it might be taking 18 months for some of these workloads and migrations to get into the cloud. I was also gonna, I was gonna ask, we we, we touched on, you know, our, I, I asked about the, the, uh, the newer to the cloud uh, and why, you know, why it might make sense for them to, to look into VMX. Uh, for some of the, the leaning edge or cutting edge or, or already, you know, veterans in the cloud, if you will, uh, what are some what are some reasons that they can look or they should look to to doing it? Things like helping speed up applications or you know reduce latency. How, how do those things actually how do they come about? How does the VMX make that happen? Yep, so depending on where our customers are in the cloud journey, right? There are different benefits and different advantages that the VMX provides. Let's say you already have a cloud presence, which in most cases you know, customers today will, right? They'll have some form of cloud presence already. I need to, again, connect back to my environment in a secure and fast manner. And at the same time, I want to be able to kind of have this like inter-region connectivity on the cloud, right? Because most production workloads today will be across different regions. So how do I connect across these regions in a manner that gives us the most amount of performance benefits, as well as it's more secure and safe, right? That's where our VMX integrations with all these different cloud interconnects. So if you look at the VMX today, um, it can integrate with various cloud interconnects to traverse across different regions uh, by leveraging the cloud backbone itself, giving our customer more performance benefits, right? So for example, I'll take AWS as an example. The VMX has integrations to both their transit gateway offering, as well as the CloudVan offering. And now, what is CloudVan? CloudVan essentially is AWS's managed van offering to a certain extent, where they say, okay, you know what, you have resources in US East, you have resources in the APAC region, I want to connect them across uh, the AWS backbone in the most efficient manner, right? So they'll give you certain SLAs that they will hit, they'll give you the best optimal path across their backbone. And the VMX can be front-ended on that. Essentially, you have a branch, let's say in LA, that connects back to my uh, VPC in the US West region, leveraging a VMX, and then you can actually, via the integration, traverse across uh, the AWS backbone to like an APAC region. And that gives them op the optimal connectivity, right? I can give you an example of one of our customers, right? So we have uh, a customer that has their headquarters based out of the Bay Area or San Francisco, and they have a development center in India. Their use case was like, okay, we need, you know, at, we need during certain specific times, we need like an optimal way and 
a fast connectivity back to my resources in India because, you know, I have developers there, they need to access uh, certain databases that are hosted here or certain data that they need to kind of send over basically the, uh, the Pacific in a secure manner. And that's where this integration comes into play, right? They seamlessly connect across different regions with a click of a button, they spin uh, secure VPN tunnels between these two regions and actually leverage AWS's backbone to traverse across them, giving them more uh, performance benefits and the added flexibility, right? It's no longer needed to have like a direct, you know, uh, MPLS or a direct connect line between the different regions. You can just leverage what AWS gives you. That gives that added flexibility uh, to them as well. And so, cost benefit. Right? So Samir, could I go from a branch to a VMX and AWS in say US and then go to India and then go to another branch from there, right? So if I'm routing through the AWS cloud, I can actually use that as a backbone for my branches, correct? Exactly. So you so can essentially have two VMXs or two MXs, one in San Francisco, one in India, and then actually leverage uh, the VMX and AWS to kind of propose across the regions. We have a lot of use cases where, whether it's retail or quick serve restaurant or libraries where they put these MXs at the various locations, go back to, to, uh, to the corporate headquarters and main office, if you will, and they've got these great secure tunnels and they've eliminated MPLS or whatever they have to do for the, the bulk of the things they have to do. And this really is just an extension of, okay, cool. So now you have some stuff up in the cloud. Where's where that's like a branch effectively, right? What, what, what are you doing there for security? Is that the kind of simplest way to put it? Because I need simple. I'm like, a talk to me like I'm 5 years old, but like with the Azure fundamentals, like that's, that's where I'm at. No, absolutely. It's, it's literally another branch to you, right? It's a branch uh, that gives you the same feature set, the same security that any other physical branch would give you. Managed through the same dashboard. If, Sorry, okay. just to add to the point here, that is one of the major value propositions of these multi-region networking services offered by the hyperscalers is that they will, when you use the Cisco Meraki VMX and establish a hybrid cloud, which is basically just connecting a cloud network to a traditional branch or campus network, Businesses have been able to realize 30% reductions in IT man hours spent deploying and managing networks. They've, they've been able to see revenue accretion, starting new lines of businesses. They've been able to see over a 300% ROI over a three-year period. That's actually one of the main value propositions of a transit gateway or a cloud WAN. And every hyperscaler has a service like this. And the VMX works, again, with all the major ones. So my question goes with data especially when I'm in an international environment with compliance. Is there a way to make sure my data stays where it's supposed to stay based on compliance regulations in this? That's that's an awesome question, Jen. Um, so there are a couple of solutions there. Obviously, like I said, the VMX is supported all across different regions, right? So you can actually pick and choose which region you want to deploy in if you want to uh, be restricted to that particular region. Having said that, though, right? Data compliance is one of the major reasons why we need private cloud support, right? You want your data to reside within your data center. You want, you know, data to not leave a particular geographical region. So you need maybe a physical or a non-prem support. And that's where um, our support for BMX on private cloud comes into play. Um, let me just say something. We are looking to kind of grow in that area as well. 
And some of the things that are on our roadmap would be, for example, support BMX on a ESXi cluster. So if a customer already has their hardware that's running ESXi, it should be as simple as, okay, supply an image, they go ahead and deploy the BMX within the data center and kind of use that to uh, manage it from there. Here's another question for you guys. So today Cisco has two popular SD-WAN solutions. So we have the new Catalyst SD-WAN and we have Meraki SD-WAN. Um, what kind of connectivity can we expect between these two platforms in the future? That's a very interesting question, Alan. And uh, without disclosing too much, let's just say that, you know, we've heard that request and that's something that, uh, you know, we can potentially see happening in the future as well, where there is interoperability between the two platforms. But that, that's something that's uh, still to come and kind of learn more about it as we kind of move along. Okay. I would also add to that and, and encourage like business leaders, don't be shy about the fact that there are two SD-WAN solutions. I mean, the for customers using Cisco Meraki, the VMX is the fastest and most efficient way to scale out these types of secure and optimized cloud experiences everywhere, period, end of story. But for our friends that are using Cisco Catalyst SD-WAN, there is an amazing solution for that as well. It's the Cisco Catalyst 8000V. And that... Although it's operating on a different SD-WAN, it's still under the same Cisco umbrella, and they offer the most versatile and most multifunctional, I think super powerful way to scale those secure and optimized cloud experiences. So that's really the difference. If you're net new to Cisco, that's kind of the differentiation. But if you're already on an SD-WAN and you need to connect to the cloud, establish hybrid cloud, like we will meet the customer where they are. These two solutions fundamentally do the same thing. We're establishing a cloud network. And then again, because of the robustness of, you go look at analyst reports, there's a reason why Cisco is to the top and to the right. We bring the most to the table. We have industry leading threat protection, stateful firewall, industry leading SD-WAN, fully extensible platform, whether you're virtual or on-prem, we will meet you where you are. So for those that are on the catalyst, you need to go look at the 8000V. For those of you on Meraki, you need to look at the VMX. And for those of you that are just brand new, let's have a conversation. I mean, that's why we have all of the, the leaders on the call today. What are you looking to do as a business? And there is a solution that will fit you on your journey and help you get to where you need to go. But again, they fundamentally do the same thing. It sounds like for some of the ones that are in that initial journey of, of you know, they obviously have some cloud, but they're getting these workloads and, and applications connected. Um, it'd be really cool if there was a way for them to like try it out, you know, and just, you know, kick the tires a little bit, but uh, that's probably not, that's probably a pipe dream, right? Absolutely not. You're, you're uh, completely asking for something very rational or reasonable. And what I would say is to the listeners, go to the website, meraki.cisco.com slash products slash hybrid dash cloud. Scroll all the way to the bottom. We actually have a guide that will take you through the steps on how you can try this out in your environment with your hyperscaler of choice at the pace which most fits your adoption curve for free. So absolutely, they can try it out today. Cisco has been very proud of the fact that we believe that our products, they speak for themselves. We can tell you all about the fact that we block this many cyber threats our performance is this much, our hybrid clouds offer this much ROI. We can give you stat after stat after stat, but honestly, go try it out for yourself. You will see it that 
ultimately, we said that this conversation was about cloud networking, but we were joking about this in Revere and I earlier. We actually think this conversation is about coffee. We in IT love coffee. And the reason I say it's about coffee is because we free up so much of your time to build a hybrid cloud that we have more time to get together and grab that cup of coffee. You can establish a fully functional, multimodal, multi-region hybrid cloud in minutes. You will be able to set up a hybrid cloud faster than it takes you to order a cup of coffee at your local barista. That's just what it is. That's pretty impressive. You know, the coffee reference, all the listeners just perked up, pun intended. But uh... get, get me my Americano. I'm telling you, listen, I, it's a culture. We want to get together and take these regular coffee breaks, not only because we love that hit of coffee, but also those moments where we can step away from those rote activities, managing configuration, access, and security policies. We want to go and then have these conversations with other teams in IT. See, I think people take this for granted that although we all work in technology, not everyone always has the time or the opportunity to speak cross-functionally. So the folks in NetOps are not always necessarily working hand-in-hand -hand regularly with SecOps or with DevOps. And we haven't even gotten to CloudOps yet. The conversation we're saying today, we're having this about coffee because we know that this is a platform that serves all four of those teams. It gives you a modus operandi to come together and have a conversation about, okay, so my developers and engineers need to support a new line of business we're spinning up in Asia. We're building a brand new business. We have a new loyalty program coming up. I'm opening up 100 branches. I've got five head ends. I need everything to replicate what I did in North America. How do I do this easily? There is no other way to do this other than the Cisco Meraki VMX because we have already proven, go try it out for yourself, with site-to-site -site VPN, it literally takes three clicks. That's it. And we are working on back-end automations to establish these highly sophisticated hybrid clouds that are abstracted away on the back-end so all you see is the point-and-click solution, again, in minutes. And that's what we're working on today. That is the promise and possibility of a Cisco Meraki-powered hybrid cloud and that's why we're excited about talking about it today, because we know it's just going to free up so much time for us to go and do more of those interesting and compelling activities that, frankly, get us up in the morning for. Pratik, I, I, want, uh, I want in on that ground floor of that thing you're doing over in Asia with the new loyalty program. Is there, is there like an early way we can get in on that? I, it sounds like a good startup. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Yeah, let's talk. I mean, I think the way to get it up and running, first and foremost, is build a hosted application in the cloud. Put an MX in every single one of your branches, and then let's call up Simmerbeer. He'll set up a hybrid cloud for us in 30 seconds. And I think then we're ready to go. At that point, we just got to serve coffee. <laughs> we have to have a coffee budget. <laughs> I love that. I, I would say that, well, Pratik said you can go to the website and do that. Of course, you can always reach out to your Cisco partners um, that, that sell you your Meraki. They'd be happy to get on a call. I know Len's sitting there waiting by the phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we really like running proof of values uh, with the Cisco products. They, um, once you kick the tires and get your hands on it, you realize it works. Um, it does what it's advertised and it's easy to run. So the Meraki easy button to the win. Plus we love training people on Meraki. So all day long Meraki, right? It's, it's ridiculous how great Meraki is. I mean, customers love it. You know, they, they, um, they continue to purchase more because it solves all those business challenges. So easy to manage. So IT loves it. Go Meraki. <laughs> Go Meraki. <laughs>
Okay, before we close, um, Pratik or Simmer, was there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to go over before we wrap up? Actually, folks, yeah, I have one quick question for the team. So I know a lot of your customers are moving to the cloud and they're using the cloud, right? What are like the top three challenges and pain points that they're facing today? Be curious to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, I think one of the toughest challenges is the whole multi-cloud. Right, being able to deal with AWS and Azure and sometimes GCP all at the same time, right? And then how do I coordinate those and how do I connect them in the backbone, right? Going from AWS to AWS is pretty easy or Azure to Azure, but going across multiple platforms, that seems to be one of the big struggles. Absolutely. No, no, I was just going to say multi-cloud networking is definitely you know, one of the top challenges that we do see out there. Yeah. Go ahead, Len. The customers that I'm working with, their, their pain points are they, they generally are going to choose one or the other, um, whichever major cloud between AWS and Azure. And it's gonna depend on what their infrastructure is looking like. Moving applications to the cloud, that's that has its own issues, right? What dependencies does the application have? But probably the number one solution or, or issue that we face is security. We're putting our data in the cloud. How do we secure it? How do we make sure it's not being data exfiltrated? How do we make sure the right people are getting to the right things? What does this networking look like, right? Do my, do my end customers, uh, the employees, right? I call them customers. Do my customers connect to the, to the headquarters? Do they connect directly to the cloud? I have free range workers who may be sitting in a golf course somewhere acting like they're working and they're accessing the you know, company data through their cell phone or they're sitting somewhere else or they're sitting at home and they're, they've got a Z3 sitting there with their, op, their solution. So, the question becomes, you know, networking, quality of service, date, you know, back to my CIA triad, you know, can I keep it confidential? What is the integrity of what's there? And the other thing we come back to is how do I back up that data in the cloud? It's all major cloud suppliers tell us you are responsible for your security. You are responsible for these things. And our customers have trouble understanding how to secure their data in somebody else's data center, whether that be Google or Alibaba or Joe down the street that has a server in his basement, right? So, I mean, that security at the end of the day is the biggest challenge we face and integrating that in a simple way to what they're using today. Those are some really good points, Len. So you mentioned a couple of different areas around security, right? Um, my follow-up question is, is there any one-stop solution that you're using today or it's just like you kind of piecemeal different things together and uh, kind of leverage it that way? So we generally meet our customer where they're at. So a lot of that means we end up piecemealing some things together, right? You know, the Cisco umbrella solution has grown a long ways from where it began way back in the day, right? Two years ago, kind of making jokes at how fast umbrella has grown, but we have a full blown layer seven firewall inside umbrella that's delivered from the cloud. We have data loss prevention through umbrella. We have great integrations back to whether it be uh, Cisco Catalyst SD-WAN or whether it's the Meraki SD-WAN, right? To help us look at this data, who's accessing it and where does it go? You know, that's that's one of the great tools that we like to try to present to the customer. Um, and then it depends on how the rest of their security is set up. You know, are they using, like say an Office 365 security suite? How do we begin to blend together where they're at to where they wanna be? And I don't think there's any one answer other than trying to find a product that can help make it easier and simpler to, to keep consistent across the environment. Is that a fair answer? Yes, absolutely. Oh, thanks for that. 
you know, one of the things we like about Meraki is the dashboard and templates. And knowing that I can templatize and keep things across the board, you know, it'd be nice to have some kind of compliance check inside Meraki where I can say I've got 42 firewalls. Are they all configured the same? Um, you know, and I, I don't know of any company out there that has that fully developed yet. But, you know, to take back to Meraki as as we do grow and as we have a free range IT department, free range workers that to find that consistency across and compliance and having audits is is helpful. To add to that, the question for you guys as well is for consistency and, and frankly, even automation sake, what tools are you seeing most popularly used between Terraform and Ansible? Just curious to get your thoughts on it. We see a lot of people playing around, right, with APIs, right, and and looking at Ansible and seeing how to implement it and looking at REST APIs. Um, so from my view, right, we should do a lot more around getting, you know, preset APIs or Python scripts that we could put out to people to get them started, right? You know, give them starter scripts and have them come in and be able to edit them to their environment. But that's where I think people struggle the most when it comes to Ansible, Python, right? Terraform, those kind of things. I think, Alan, that goes back to Len's point around like templates. I guess like have templatized scripts that they can leverage to for certain yeah. specific deployment. Yeah, and, and give it to them a starting point because it's a lot easier if you have something that works and then you can sort of like variate it from there for your environment, right? The hardest point typically we see when we train people is getting them started to the point where they get the connectivity and they can do things. If you give them something that, that already allows them to do that, now, right, they already have their security set up, they already have their access. Now they can start branching out into other areas around, you know, Meraki to be able to do API stuff. We see a lot of customers that are beginning to use the APIs. You know, I've got to give a great shout out to DevNet, right? And the work that DevNet's done. You know, yep. Meraki's done an incredible job of documenting their APIs and keeping the updated versions and giving scripts that are out there on DevNet to begin to get you started to learn it. So I, that's what we normally see. But remember, I'm in a, I'm in a small to mid-sized market with two to five people that are managing a, you know, anywhere from five to 50 locations, right? So they're very busy. Um, and they, they rely on the partner to help us with a lot of those things. So, you know, people that are trying to learn those, the DevNet APIs are, are pretty cool. Wait till this year quick starts. We have templatized scripts that create one-touch deployment experiences for hybrid cloud and we're continuing to expand that as well so this is a great conversation a lot of what you've asked for we have a lot of what you wish you had well we wish it existed too i'll just say that <laughs> and, uh, i i won't say anything beyond that but just know that you know we we like to make our dreams a reality as well can we can we get dates for those dreams <laughs> <laughs> let me sleep on that too much now alan let me let me sleep on that <laughs> well, I think that that concludes another great episode to our listeners. If you want to continue your learning on today's topic, you can check out the resources provided in the show notes below. And this is your weekly reminder. You can subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform and receive alerts on our latest releases. So wherever you're listening to us, make sure to click on subscribe or follow button now. Thank you for listening in. See you again next week.